I am the I am hyphen X and welcome to the great conversation where we indulge in healthy dialogue about topics that are important in today's society and culture. Woo! We're back. Oh, I'm so happy to be back, guys. We missed you guys. We just took a little, you know, you know how we do, you know, we took our birthday month. Uh, <laughs> it's our birthday month here uh, The Great Conversation Podcast A lot of things have changed A lot of things are going to change You guys are going to be able to see us on uh, uh, three. Uh, I believe it's 365.com we're, we're still waiting on that ink to dry on that But we're very, very excited to be over there On Flight Radio 105.7 FM Freeport With our homegirl Tina Renee And Soulful Discussions uh, We're so excited to be added to that family Um I'm excited. B facts, what's good? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> what's good, man? It's been a year of steady commitment and everything. And when the pandemic came, we kind of took a different route, almost, huh? Oh yeah, we went. We went Zoom. <laughs> we didn't give up. We went Zoom. Yeah, we went Zoom, and then we actually then we actually got out here in these streets. And when I got out here in these streets, I met someone very special to the streets. To the left of me, I got Asia Penix. What's hey. going on? A lot. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know you, just go ahead and just give them a brief synopsis of yourself. Um, I am a filmmaker, a producer, and a director by trade. I produce stage and film. Um, I'm a native of Rockford, Illinois. And, um, yeah, that's that's what I do. Um <laughs> I have been actively involved in the uh, civil rights movement that is happening here in Rockford, Illinois. What year is this? 2020. We're having a civil rights movement right now in the Midwest, not too far from Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. in 2020. 2020. Rockford never had a civil rights movement, so here we are. And let's talk about a little bit of that in one moment. I want to talk about what's going on here locally just for a moment. Okay. Mercy Health announced that it is providing only outpatient and clinical services at its Rockton Avenue location. In efforts to consolidate staff between its two hospitals, some of the Rockford City aldermans, they aren't happy with the Mercy Health decision to shut down the trauma uh, uh, emergency services on the west side location. Uh, one alderman said, uh, Alderman Harvey, she said that this, uh, there's just a lot of things that border on the cruel. And I think that s- they send a message that communities of color don't matter. Hmm. This is what Alderman, I'm sorry, Alderwoman Harvey stated. Alderman Bill Rose, every time a major issue comes forward, the services are reduced at the Rockton campus. And it always gets blamed on that supposed issue. But I think that it is fair to say that the public deserves an answer on what the long-term plans are for Javon Bay or however you say it. Mm-hmm. What, is that is that Javon? It's Javon. Is it Javon, Javon Bay? Javon Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a more? Like what is this? I used to make a mask. <laughs> like oh, so we going to Javon Bay Bay? Yeah, like, like I don't know. I thought it was 
the I thought it was just Mercy Health. Like who is I don't I don't know who that is. I mean I didn't even do my research on that. Javon Bay is the owner of Yeah, but like who He's the face. Yeah, but who is he? He's not um he's not a physician. He's not a medical professional. I believe he's just an administrator. His story is that he started in housekeeping. It's a powerful story. Oh, it's a powerful story. But he's destroying it. Yeah. <laughs> is it self-hate? I don't know. Or maybe it's not what it was when he was younger. So therefore he loses... Uh, He's a, 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 a money-hungry tycoon. There it is. All of the Mercy Hospitals is off the highway. All of them. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Um, getting it all. Who does not care about the people on the west side of the river. And it looks like this is what some of these aldermen are saying. It's exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And old Tom wasn't happy either, so he says. But we know old Tom says a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I said, mean, the question is, like, what kind of penalties is the Mercy Health System going to receive for not fulfilling the promises that they gave to the city? None, because they didn't hold Schnooks accountable either. Hmm. I, I, there's, I think there's an underlying under agreement and understanding between these businesses in the city that they're able to renege or have a breach of contract or some type of, you know, just plain out breaking of promises on things that they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it. I don't know, like, what the contracts are like between these entities in the city, but... Mm-hmm. I can say that it's very apparent that um, the city has no balls Mm. when it comes to holding any institution accountable. Um, They have no wherewithal to do so. Um, They care too much about keeping things at bay and pleasing the majority. And um, I don't see why this would be any different. So it's almost like you're accusing Rockford of being a play it safe to the majority city. Yes. Hmm. Majority by number or majority by... Majority by by nationality (laughs) or ethnicity. Some would say that they only pander to the ones that actually vote. What do you say to that? Um, I say that they pander to the ones they think are the most important voters. (laughs) Yeah. I will, I, I, will, I will have to concur with that. Yeah. Because I see the mayor of our city coming out in support of the police. I see him saying that he doesn't mind sitting down and talking uh, to the people. He, I have a table prepared before thee. That's how, that's how he sounds. And I'm saying if you're listening to the protests, not, even when they were outside of your home, and they were screaming and chanting. Did you not hear then? Did you do you not know what the issues are? Do oh, he you, knows what the do, issues are. Do you not? Do you, do you does does he not care? No, he doesn't care. <laughs> um, there was a situation where there was allegedly crosses burnt in front of a protester's yard. Oh goodness! And um, as that instance was going around, I publicized that information and I tagged Tom in a post. Uh Um, I spoke with Tom that evening and I told him that he's going to have to take a stand 
and let the city of Rockford know that acts of intimidation and uh, racially motivated acts would not be tolerated. Tom McNamara told me that he would not make such a statement because just as many people who don't feel like he's doing enough, there are people who feel like he's doing too much and he does not want to upset them to fill his his email inbox anymore. Um, he said that he would reactively make a statement, but he would not proactively do so. And he would reactively make a statement if some media outlet wanted to do a story on it and call him to get a statement. And then he called me back to tell me that his public statement would be made on my Facebook post. Oh. Which he did. Um, and what did that What did that say? It, it, it basically in said that, in paraphrasing, it said, you know, I checked with the law enforcement agencies. I didn't find any confirmation of this incident. And acts of <laughs> uh, racial racially motivated acts and acts of intimidation would not be tolerated. So his public statement was only to the people that are... That follow friends. me. And that were following that post. And not... No, it was not a public statement. They have a, But they have a city... A city Facebook page that that is his platform for that. All his statements have been released on that platform. Do you hear the crickets? So what I'm hearing is that Tom has no problem coming to the slave quarters, shaking hands, understanding, listening, but he doesn't want to bring in theory anybody in theory any anybody back to the big house. No, yeah, like he, he I mean, leaves those issues in the slave quarters. He does a good job at not taking a stand. Yeah, he does a good job at pandering to black people to support him, but not supporting black people when it matters. Hmm. So when it's convenient. Yeah. He has us in a cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 jar. too many of us buy into it. Yeah. Now, why Too do you many think, of us call him is? friend. Yeah, there it is. I, I agree 125% with that. A lot of us have looked at him and think that just because he listens to you and takes a picture with you, that any of these government officials are your friend. No. They're not even a, in, at acquaintance status. No. They are. <laughs> they it's, a, it's a business relationship and it's a matter of exchanging resources. Yeah. And if exchanging resources is what makes a friendship, then by all means, sure, (laughs) call him a friend. But a friend to me is someone who stands up when I can't stand for myself. Hmm. And Tom McNamara has not done that. He's always so mellow and cool. Is he, is he Thomas Jefferson? Is he our Thomas Jefferson? Like he tries to (laughs) relate and be calm and you know what I'm saying? I can do this, I can do that. But then when it really comes down to it, he does, he has to live by some, Tom McLean, we really want to hear what what is your, not your political stance, but what is your stance? What are your beliefs on all of this, on everything that's happening in the city that you're in charge of running? What, what, what do you think is going to be the end result of all this, and that's not that's not a question for you yet. That's a re, that's that's a question for him. Okay, because like, I was going to say I I think <laughs> I know what the end result of this is going to be. Uh, what, 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 what do you got? Uh, he's not going to be voted back into office. If he does what though? He's not going to be voted back into office at this point because 
the entire city is divided by racism, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to Tom's position. And there's half the city that feels like Tom McNamara is not helping the racial injustices that are happening in the city. And the other half, the uh, more conservative half, feels like he's doing way too much. So the white folks hate him because they feel like he's race baiting. Mm -hmm. And the black folks hate him because he's not taking a stand. So he's losing on, on both sides. If I was his political, well, if you were his political strategist, mm-hmm. what would you just have him to do I would, to regain the trust <laughs> of the voters? Um, at this, that's not even a fair question. Like, <laughs> I would never be his political strategist because <laughs> I feel like the best politicians plant their feet, mm. and he's just flowing like water. You know, he goes wherever it's most convenient at the time and just does not plan himself any any place. So what I'm hearing is Tom McNamara, punch your feet, be a man, bro. Say it with your chest. Ten, or or say that to- you're not going to say it with your chest yeah. out loud ten, so people can t- hear you. Ten toes down, though. Whatever you say. Just be ten toes down. Ten toes down with that. Just was talking with Aja Penix here, talking about good old Tom and city politics. Now we're bringing in Leslie Roth. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> right, it's easy. Is that difficult for you to say Leslie Roth? It you got to like prep yourself. I have to prep myself. You can say, you can say DT to I know this man. Is. I know this man is DT. <laughs> the truth. Nah, yeah, that's how. That's how. That's how. That's that's what I know. I tell everybody else to make sure everything else is off, and mine is the one that's on. We're live, baby. All right. So, tell us what's been going on with you, and do you feel like a marked man? Uh, a marked man? Yes. Uh, no, I don't feel like a marked man because, you know, just in general, being black in America, you know what I'm saying, you, you feel like you constantly got a bullseye on you, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, so, I don't feel anything, uh, I don't feel any extra attention on me that... I haven't in some manner or another felt just being black, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember when Trayvon Martin got killed, uh, I maybe was like uh, 19 or 20 around that. I think I was 19, you know, and I remember for like the next like eight months, I, anytime I had on a hoodie, you know what I'm saying, and I had the hood on, you know what I'm saying, like I had that thought, you know what I'm saying, in my head a little bit. So same thing with whenever I didn't, you know, get pulled over and a cop behind you, you know what I'm saying, like that's some of those same uh, thoughts and emotions and that same tension that you feel in the moments when you black is just sort of that got elongated now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I it don't I don't really feel necessarily like a marked man. I just feel like a more aware. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of some of these situations that before you know, uh, you know, part of it is through uh, as a coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? When you black, you don't want to like go through every day. You know, thinking that you, you know, because you black, you got something on your head, especially when, you know, you don't, we don't live in it. You know, we had ancestors who fought so that way you could be able to cope with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and be able to suppress it. Like they fought to, you know, get rid of the sign that say black and white here, you know, to get rid of the law that say black and white here. You know, even though we know now that, 
you know, some of those gains that they was making was, uh, you know, more token than it was actually genuine, you know, but they, they went that extra mile so that way you don't have to go through your life every day being reminded that you black, you know what I'm saying, which has become a gift and a curse for us now, you know what I'm saying, so I say all of that to say, no, I, I don't feel, I don't feel smart. <laughs> now, it, it's funny that you both have uh, referred to, uh, in the earlier conversation, AJ said, some, said about this is the civil rights movement right. here and Rockford, and we immediately, you think Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, black and white photos. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. a, right immediately. And then you brought up the people that had worked and died for us to be able to do things, right. uh, things of that nature. So it's almost like this, we're still marching, we're still protesting against the exact same things that's been wrong. So that leads me to this question. What, um, this is for both of you guys, uh, what would you say are three major flaws in our cover, uh, current government system locally and federally? The first major flaw to me is that we operate under the system of capitalism. And um, our capitalism is based on human capital. So without getting too deep into it, um, when we're born, we have a price on our head that the federal government and the Federal Reserve attaches to the amount of money that they think we will generate in our lives. Um, and so every, uh, every move that we make as individuals is to either build on to that um, amount of money that we're supposed to generate or taking away from it. And the federal government deals with us that way. Um, the greatest resource is the human resource and um, we are livestock. And so I think that is like the, the biggest, that's the, for me, the biggest thing is that we live in a country that is built on human capitalism. So people were bought and sold into slavery. Um, those people had a price tag on them. They had an amount of money that they were supposed to generate throughout history. And people seem to think that that kind of went away and it hasn't. Um, the Federal Reserve still borrows money against the debt when people are born. Um, and they expect for us to generate so much money in taxes, you know, up until we die. And that is how, that's our currency here. Like our currency is based upon human sacrifice, human lives. So that to me is like the biggest flaw in our current government. Being a capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. A human capital. A human, human capital. Yeah. You gotta say that. So it's, we still involved in human trafficking. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, human uh, trafficking. Human trafficking through the prison system, human trafficking through the military, human trafficking through the uh, tax system. Um, it's it's ugly, mm. yeah. What you got for us, bro? No, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with, uh, with her stance with, uh, with the human capitalism. And I think in general, I don't know, I don't think that these, the. I know two of them is the same ones that uh, Dr. King uh, said, but I don't. I'm not sure if this is the exact three, but you know, uh, racism, you know, militarism, and uh, and racism, you know, and the me those all those three things, you know, they all are also the foundation of America. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When people talk about some of the problems with America and the issues with America, I think that uh, the the biggest divide in America is that. Uh, those things that form the basis of America, 
different people got different things out of them, mm -hmm. uh, drastically, you know, different depending on what your ethnicity is and what your gender is and what your race is and what your uh, what your class, you know, ends up being, you know, because it was, you know, some things that was. Uh, you know, like how capitalism works, you know, capitalism and racism are deeply intertwined, but also capitalism is so strong within America that it can override racism. You know, I'm like the most racist, the most racist and capitalist people, when they got to choose between their racism or their capitalism, they going to choose their capitalism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll pretend to, to like the black guy and put the, you know, had a black basketball team. You know, and you know, talk about them behind their back instead of openly being like, "Hey, you can't be nowhere around here no more." If it'll generate more revenue, you know. So, uh, you know, capitalism and racism, you know, they deeply intertwined from the beginning of America being made. You know, with the genocide of uh, the indigenous people and with the slavery of black people, both of those things had to do with, you know, with capital. You know, one was with land, and then with getting rid of them, getting them out the way, got them land, which was capital in a sense. And the same thing with bringing black people over, it was to, to till that land, you know, was also capital in a sense. And since the people who was doing it were, were uh, white people, you know, racism was just another thing that they attached to it and it added to their superiority complex, mm -hmm. you know. And it's the same thing with, you know, with men and women, you know, with specifically with white men and the manner in which they treated women, you know. Women was, were treated as... Uh, in a sense of, you know, sort of a capital, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, women they couldn't own nothing, they mm -hmm. didn't vote, you know what I'm saying, they was, they was there for specific purposes, you know, if you wasn't a white man at the beginning of this, you was here for a very specific purpose and the yeah. capitalism and the racism intertwined with that and then naturally the militarism, you know, is advanced through time, you know, but the way that they dominated with the capitalism and the racism was with militarism, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. came over here with them guns that, you know, they didn't have over here. They went to Africa with them guns that they didn't have, you know, yeah. in that sense in Africa they had weaponry that they didn't have. And Technology. So, yeah, they had that, you know, and so they used and once they got to America, they used all three of them things, intertwined all three of them things and that's what gave them the oppressive nature. And so the white, I say all those things to say like, the white uh, the white individual or the white family or the white generation of people who have only gotten the freedoms and the liberties and they haven't they don't have those generations and they don't have to hear about those stories of their people being slaughtered for this country to be built you know they feel real intertwined to to those ideologies and those philosophies that we love we all want to live up we all want those things to be realistic we all want those things to be true you know but like how Asia said, most people, if you're born in a lower class, it's, it's very unlikely that you're going to die high class, you right. know? Mm. Most people, if you, that you're born in high class, it's unlikely that you're going to die in low class, you know? A lot of these things have been set up from the beginning of time, and so when you're on the opposite side of some of those things, when you're on the opposite side of liberty and freedom and justice and the pursuit of happiness, you can see the blood trail and the body bags that led to being there. You yes. can see the negatives of the racism and the negatives of the militarism and the negatives of the uh, you know the capitalism where it is a set of people somewhere talking just like how we talking now who they have reaped the benefits right. from militarism and capitalism and racism yeah and they could be very good people you know what I'm saying it's black people it's black people in 2020 who have reaped benefits from racism capitalism and militarism you know what I'm saying there's somebody somewhere who dad was in the uh, high ranking in the army in general mm -hmm. he got to be high ranking in the army as a general because they did some kind of token integration and that's where he mm -hmm. got you know what I'm saying 
and where he was at. And they always put money real high. You had them on a pedestal and they put money above their people. And so militarism, racism, and capitalism have helped them black people, you know, to get to their place. So it's harder for them to see it, you know, even in 2020, some of those things is like that. Yeah. It's like, why, why is racism such a taboo subject in America? It's like the rest of the world knows how brutal because American racism was. Nobody wants to admit their dirty secret. It's not a secret. But it's dirty. Oh, it's, 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 it's a secret. Dirty. No, it is a, oh, it's, it's a secret. Dirty. And it's a secret, It's a secret too. here, though. It's like a secret in the house. No, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a house. it's a secret in the house that, it, that America has done a perfect job. This is, I tell people this all the time. Like as much as I dislike the 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 some of the concepts that the founding fathers truly like truly believed in, and some of the they you know do as I do as I say, not as I do type mm-hmm. philosophies. Mm-hmm. Those those men were intelligent men, and they set things into into play that four hundred years later you ain't, you can't reverse those break. things. Yeah. And part of the thing, one of the things that they did was they didn't make it. Oh, they was you know they didn't make it overt. You know they didn't put it right into your face. You know what I'm saying? As much as we look back now and it yeah. feels like it was right into your face, they have they were sleeping with them black women. Oh, they yeah. was having kids with them black yeah. women. They was having black people the, in the house. They was having is that they yeah. was having overseers that was black. So like <laughs> yeah. it's not like they just was like fuck fuck all of y'all. Y'all all right here. You know, mm-hmm. it's all brute force with everybody. No, it was they it was different methodologies to it yeah. that have led to the point where they did make it, you know, same thing with Christianity, you know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. one of the, you know, they, they, they talk about, like, the, the best trick the devil ever did was, you know, making people believe he don't exist. Like, the, with Christianity, Christianity, what America did with that was way better than the trick the devil did because <laughs> the Europeans <laughs> went and took these stories that blatantly in the story, it say it's in Africa, the Middle East, they don't even change mm-hmm. that. They don't yeah. even feel, like, they don't try to, they ain't, ain't, it's not a Bible in a white a, a, Christian church that will that's covering up that Moses would had a, a child with an Ethiopian woman right. or where or they or that hide when you open up the Bible where the land is at they put it, it right they, no they mm-hmm. zoom in they, yeah and they put it so you can see that yeah, it is they let you know right yeah this is yes. this was, this was, these stories is about these are y'all black people but we gonna but we gonna make them be white we gonna yeah. talk to you about them when they white we gonna make you know, you know, they go, we don't do, we don't get propaganda to make you feel like they white. You know what I'm saying? And by the time y'all get to the point where y'all understand the language and understand the culture, y'all gonna think these people white too. It's gonna be once the internet come and you know more time right. has passed. Y'all, y'all get remember, to that. Y'all remember the moment that when you kind of discovered that first of all, Egypt was in Africa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was. Oh, yeah. I was way. Jesus was I was like. I always knew that Jesus was um, a man of yeah. color. Right, uh-huh. but I was way too old when I realized like this entire story is an Afrocentric story. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. this entire story is anti the people that possess it right now. Like there are no white people outside of the Greeks and the Romans that they encounter way later in this story. None. I was way too old when I found that out. I was in my 20s. Man, I I was around I was around the same time, like 2019, 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, what about like, you? I was, no, I was, a, I was a teenager, but I, I was, well, see, it was different for me because, like, I went to a private school from mm-hmm. kindergarten to sixth grade. I tell people all the time, my kindergarten to sixth grade was a private school, seventh grade to twelfth grade was a public school. The first six years, 
it was me and maybe one other person would be black in the class the last six years mm-hmm. it maybe be two white people in the class mm-hmm. so yeah. I got I had a Bible class every year that was taught <laughs> by a white man everybody was white mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying in the stories or whatever you know what I'm saying as they give them to you but I'm, I had a black family that took me to a black church and mm-hmm. all the, per, the person who I heard telling the story all the time was black so when I read these stories I seen them as black and I read right. the story so much mm-hmm. all the time and then once I got to a certain age when I was a teenager and I'm like looking into these things and I'm trying to figure out excuse me like how the hell shorty talking to this damn snake and I'm going <laughs> real deep like how she how does this snake talk and I get to the point where I get to Ethiopia and I get to these different lands that when I look up the words and look up the map just in Africa and I'm like you know, forget Shorty talking to the snake. Everybody in this story is black. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we were taught to listen to it. That's yeah, white people. And, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, we were taught to listen to it and believe it, yeah. and which was that white people shit. Yeah, like that's that's the slave owner saying, "Don't don't read. You can't. You should not be able to read. We don't want you to understand what you see. We want you to just listen to what we say." And what's crazy about that is they, that that wasn't really done for to black people at first. Really, first white people did that it's to white, white people. people. <laughs> like they went, they got these stories that yep. was about you know black. It was black people in these stories. Right. You know they knew that these people in these stories was black. You know like mm-hmm. they knew what where Rome had went and conquered, but. They needed the uh, something to form a religion and with such a big swelling and a big, you know, like so mm-hmm. many people behind it. They do the Council of Nicaea where they put all of them books mm-hmm. together and then they go and they use that to convince these white people mm-hmm. the same shit. Don't worry about the what country it and where it's at. Just take the, you know, I tell people all the time, the biggest difference, I feel the same way about education and knowledge that I feel about religion and spirituality. Like, mm-hmm. the, what they did with the spirituality that was in Africa is that they put it to they bundled it together and made they made rules to it and whenever you put rules with spirituality the rules is going to become bigger than the spirituality yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. especially if you got different men men disseminated it you know what i'm saying yeah. all the worst things about that that i used to feel like man i can't really fuck with how can't fuck with church because of some of this shit like i come you once you read to go through the bible you realize once see, you know a, you yeah, cannot unknow yeah that's yeah. a man up there talking about hell yeah. bro they not talking about you burning in this bible no. like that you know what i'm saying like and they telling you in this bible like look g when you die, you ain't got no body no more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a wrap. You know, right. how you going to be burning? That's, not, that's who you are. You know what I'm saying? You're not even your body. You yeah, you know what I'm saying? So how you going to be burning? You know what I'm saying? And I remember thinking right. that. They ain't got no flesh. Yeah, you, yeah. And it's like, that's one of the things where that was just some shit that they was doing to scare people in Europe. Yeah, it's like, intimidation like, tactics. Like, it's the Jesus. same kind of shit that they like, do the with, with law enforcement. Like, they just try to intimidate you and, and scare you into buying into a concept and an idea that's not real. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. The church and the police definitely did the same, same thing. thing. Anything, all, all, bro, all of America is just European one, one, culture. Want to rescue physically? Yes. Want to rescue spiritually? European culture, man. Yeah. It, it like the like their culture. Okay, so mine is right. That's they, I, okay. This is what I believe. I believe that white people come from a uh, a source of survival. Well, sort, white sort, people uh, are barbarians. Conquer, conquer. Yeah. They're naturally barbarians. They come nice. from the yeah. polar areas <laughs> well, I, I, of yeah. the world. I just, it's, the con- it's the conquering. Like, yeah. that, they, they 
at a, it's one of those things where when you trace shit back, like, and they talk about, like, how generational things, they mm-hmm. was, like, us being scared of snakes and shit mm-hmm. like that. In Europe, like, they got good at fucking conquering. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Because like, they are barbaric yeah, by nature. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, like, they got fucking, and once they got good at, like, you know, like, all the great, like, conquerors, like, some of the the greatest conquerors that get closer to, like, our civilization, a lot of them would be white men. You know what I'm saying? And, like, they would, you know, Alexander was going, he conquered Egypt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Different people, but, you know, earlier on, it was yeah. black people that we yeah. Some of the black people was yep. conquering well, we the civilized same way. them and taught them, and they took it and capitalized on it. Yeah, they took socialism and and intelligence and technology, and they turned it into capitalism so, and conquering the world yeah. Oh, yeah. as their capital. So let me, let me pose a question. So I'm sitting. Okay, so you look at you look at. I was talking to Edith Tyler this years back, years mm-hmm. back, and he was like, you know, why the white man was. Uh, eating raw meat and crawling on all fours. Uh, Egypt was a dynasty upon dynasty upon dynasty. Yes. So I asked them, I said, what happened? Because white people are winning now. They're winning right now. What what happened? I said, do you They were more vicious than us. And you, but that's the hold on. Hold on I, I, that's what I that's wait, what I said. Wait, wait, this okay, more so we, this is where we go. This is where we go split at cuz it's the same thing where it's the Amer- the Americanized the the difference between the and it's weird cuz like I be I do this all the time I'm going to circle the sarcastic thing like mm-hmm. I'll say like I'll be specific to say that's an American type of thing you or that's an American thing and then that's a European thing cuz cuz it cuz it, it, it is that. real different, you I know what I'm saying? That. Like a lot of the things that we associate with the concept of white people, that's the American in them. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, and we have to understand that America was started as an exile land for the worst of the worst yes. out of England. Yeah, and it was And it was their so so the America is their prison yard, their yeah. trash can, and their military. Yeah. So we deal with the worst, the worst of, of the, the worst, worst of European yeah. and you culture. Gotta think the same thing here was like the butt of the bread. Yeah, yeah. but and it was food. it was the same thing, the Bad same thing. When they came the when you come to America, like the further you go back, you say it's like the wild, wild west. You're like once they came here, it was it was a it's a free for all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the things that we associate now with you know civilization, like none of the no people had that. You know what I'm saying? As you start going back, you know what I'm saying? Like now because of again, like because of the Americanized way and the things that like the American white men did. Because once once they brought all the black people over here, they in turn took away all of our uh the aggression and the the certain nature that like of conquering and being kings like because we had some of those warriors that was here but once they but once they brought them over here we didn't have weapons but and then too once they brought them over here they stopped being they stopped being warriors because they 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 enslaved them they lost all of that Mm -hmm. so like yeah so they reset us they reset Mm -hmm. these people so like when we talk about like white people in a certain manner it's because you know what I'm saying? I, I watched a documentary where they was talking about that. Like the black men, the black people are America's children. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. brought, uh, they took us away from everything that we knew. Mm-hmm. They brought us here and they replanted us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As as much as you know, we you know like to to you know as much as we disagree with some of the with the mannerism that things happen. Yeah. You know, it's not nothing. It's nothing I can do if I take your baby and then I take your baby and I raise your baby for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Once that baby gets to be 35, 40, even if it found out how it got kidnapped, I'd have raised the baby for right. 30 years, you know what I'm saying? I've cultured them. Yeah. I've, I've completely it's, cultured them to my way of and life. It's a complete different thing. So yes. like when we talk about like especially like with Elijah Muhammad, we go back in the 60s and you see the the way that they speak about white people it's because they have been brought over with 
nothing, you know, as complete infants. And the mm-hmm. white people that brought them over and had them as infants was barbaric to them in slavery, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And once they got out of slavery, they used, they was deceptive with them in nature, and they continued to be terrorists to them, you know, at mm-hmm. every turn. And that is different than European white people, though, you know, because the European white people was conquerors, but they had conquering, like, they have tried to engender you in and bring right. you in, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would sleep, they, you mm-hmm. know, Alexander married the Egyptian queen, and, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. had started bringing them in. That's how these yes. lighter tones come into Africa, yes. you know, they didn't always enslave everybody. They, like they, they, they colonized. Yeah, they they was they co- colonized. European is colonizers, yes. heavily colonized. Yes, but colonized. the American American was brutalized. brutalized. Yes. They brutalized, you know, and that's why when we, you know, and sometimes especially white people who don't understand, like when we say certain things, like how they was on Nick Cannon about some of the shit he was saying, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, like it's because they don't understand what it meant to take these people to get rid of their language, their culture, to get rid of everything, to basically make these people your child, mm-hmm. and then to beat the child for the entire time that you mm-hmm. have it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, every one of you didn't beat them, but the majority beat them. And the, mm-hmm. the systems and how things have been continued to be set up has continued to be a brutalization. It's not, I tell people, it's not 10 years you can find in American history that haven't negatively affected black people. Yes. It's not a 10-year span. Ten, not one. <laughs> so what is the beef? What do you believe the beef is between the Americans or the white people versus the blacks? Like, what is the beef? I think that the beef is hierarchy. Like, black, I feel like black people at their most natural state do not recognize authority because it's a very communal Space. It's, the same, it's the same thing because they how they brought us over here, right. you know. Like it's we if you bring if you get the, the kids who the kids who be the worst with authority, authority a lot of times be the kids who done been beat, you know what I'm saying, by right. their parents or who they associate authority with something negative. You know well, what I'm yeah, saying? and we and we did. I don't think that we can say that we had even though we had dynasties, like everyone always had enough, right? People were not um, there was enough to care for people in Africa. At home, like we had enough resources to care for everyone. When when greed came into play and people wanted to come and steal things to fatten up their own pockets because of what? Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Then there came this, this hierarchy of human beings. And we don't recognize that. We don't, we don't have a hierarchical society. We have a communal society. White people have a power a power craving. They have to sit high and look low. So are you saying like black people are a natural state, black people don't have a uh, sense of classism? Right. We ha- we have more of a sense of community. We have, we have, our hierarchy is not the same. Mm-hmm. Like our hierarchy is, is based upon actual physical strength, actual uh, mechanical skill. Um, it's not just because I said so. Mm. Like the the strongest person in the village was the strongest person in the village because they were the strongest person in the village. Not because they were able to uh, collect enough to to call themselves what they wanted to be called. Mm. I think that Europeans have this uh, pseudo hierarchy, pseudo hierarchy where it's just based upon um, not deed, but nepotism. Yeah, because they got royal. Any 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 country that's got royalty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just nepotism. Yeah, you know it's just saying? nepotistic. You know, like it, it. And in Africa, like back in way back when, 
before we were um, colonized and all of those things, like even other vi neighboring villages would still have wars, they would still have battles, but they would pay their debts. They would um, go into servitude. They weren't kept into servitude until, you know, until they died. They were kept into servitude long enough to pay the debt and they were set free. Like there was never a more, I need, I need more than I need, right. you know, kind of thing. Right. That's the kind of thing that the hierarchy is different in European based, based countries and, and, and African based. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people, a lot of people get this notion in their mind that before uh, blacks were uh, captured and stolen from Africa and brought over here to America. We lived in a utopia when that's not no. that's not the case. No, but you said the level, the rules of war were did, rules of war. They were followed. and they and they were fair rules yeah. of war, and people followed them yeah. until they were colonized and brutalized. So with, with the men, this mentality. Because white people have been affected by slavery as well. Mm -hmm. So they, they have a certain way of thinking. I'm an authority figure. I'm superior. I'm better. Uh, what I say, go. I'm, a, I'm, I'm the protector of racism. society. Yeah, exactly. They have <laughs> racism. That, that mindset, and when it's written into the Constitution, the mindset, when it's written into the uh, Constitution, and it's written into police union contracts, and it's that mindset is put into uh, at, at, at team meetings before the patrol officers go out. It's also written the into day. the education system. It's written yeah. into the into the welfare system. Yeah. It's written into housing. It's written into food. Yeah. It's written into water. You yeah. know, it's written into everything that affects human life in this country. Like it's all based on that same level of hierarchy. I need to have more than you and you like we need to have a poor so that we can have a rich. It's yeah, pure it, capitalism. It, it, yeah, capitalism. That's the only way, you know, capitalism can work. Like, it can't, you know, like how you were saying, like, it can't work no other way. Like, I uh, I listened to Stokely Carmichael, and he was, uh, you know, talking about capitalism. He was like, it's what speed, like a chalkboard. And I'm not going to say it as eloquently as he said it, but he was just saying, like, uh, and it's one of the things that, you know, I've been, you know, reading about, too. Like, this idea that I think one of the first people to say it was uh, Richard Nixon. Uh, this idea that... Uh, of black capitalism, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? This uh this this fairy tale of being able to be a black capitalist, you know, and uh Stokely Carmichael was saying like that's how capitalism works is that you have people who at the very top, they actually capitalists, you know, like the top one percent, they capitalists. Jeff Bezos, he a capitalist, you right. know. And then you got a bunch of these all these other people who underneath who they think they capitalists, you know, but they like, are not. But they not <laughs> capitalists. Like Jeff Bezos is a, is a capitalist, you know. Yeah. You the dude who owned, you know, ten laundromats or twenty or ten McDonald's. Like you not a capitalist, no. you know. Like you trying right. to work to become a capitalist, you know. And so and but like how capitalism work is, it trick him and make him think, oh, I'm a capitalist, right. you know. And all these other people work for me, and like really, I'm the capitalist, you know. And then what it do too is the person who worked. For the guy who think he a capitalist, it keep they him think he's it keep him working because he think well maybe one day I can be yeah. a capitalist and I'm only I'm only the manager at this McDonald's but eventually he owned ten McDonald's he this how he started out I just gotta own you know five six McDonald's right. and then maybe I can be a capitalist you know and and that's a never ending cycle you know and, but there's only so much capital yes right. and then, so it can't work so it know? cannot and, work and, 
work. You but cannot, that you cannot the build whole life going and yeah. thinking like, and, and that's what keep capitalism going. Because by the time you realize, by the time they, but all of these these two guys realize I'm not a capitalist, they dead. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they try to be, they gonna be they keep work their whole capitalist life to get there. Yeah, yeah, you know. So like, and then you know he gonna have kids, and his kids is gonna inherit all this, and they gonna be capitalists. And the same thing, this person gonna teach his kids who thought he was a capitalist that. This is what you do to try to become a capitalist. You know, mm-hmm. and the same person who was the worker, he gonna teach his mm-hmm. kids the same thing. When you go to school, you taught that if you know, especially with with minorities, you taught that uh, you know if you don't succeed, it's because of something that you ain't done personally. You right. know what I'm saying? And black people, it's a it's certain things, a lot of things in America for black people specifically are gifts and a curse, and why I put black people at a very specific advantage where. Uh, especially like in the 60s and the 70s and they did very duplicitous things to stop this from happening but we had a very specific place where we can really alter you know American culture you know and alter the things that's going on in America because a lot of these things that we talking about like the the manner in which they affect black people is so specific and so predominant that if black people could get together and be like, okay, this is no, this is gonna be something that can't affect us no more. Like, if we get together and be like, look, you can't be a black capitalist. It's not gonna work. I remember when everybody on that one Tuesday was like, Blackout Tuesday, we only spending money with black people, and people was posting their screenshots yeah. of the of people that they send money to. I talked to my homie, like, at the end of the week, I was like, bro, remember the day I was doing the Blackout Tuesday thing? I was like, who you, th- who you think made the most money on that day, black people or white people? He was like, so black people did. I'm like, bro. White people cleaned up that day. All the people, the black people that you bought shirts from, they get them shirts. They the shirts the getting printed out of white place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The black people who shop you went to yeah. uh, and only bought the they hair there. They rent, rent at, with a with a white man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the black shop store that you went into to eat soul food, they got them groceries from white people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's how capitalism is set up. You know what I'm saying? That if you know that, and that's why they try to, you know, when Nixon came, they try to convince this idea of black capitalism and go away from these ideas, you know, with people being on the streets and with the breakfast program and saying that, you know, the country is set up. Because really, the country is set up for poor people. And since black people are in a minority and they did specific things to put us in poor neighborhoods and to generationally make us poor. America is set up for poor people to stay poor so rich people can stay rich and the mm-hmm. people that's in the middle can stay in the middle. Everything in America is set up to stay status quo. Yes. Even laws changing, nothing is you know set up. You know, The individual does not manipulate the system in America. The system manipulates the, the individual. individual. Right now, every white cop could drop dead and all black cops could, re- could replace them and the police would still be racist. racist. Still be so every right. person that's an elected official that's white could drop dead right now and black people could take all they places along with all the black cops and this, the uh, country would still be racist. Yes. All the t- white teachers could drop dead right now and black teachers could replace all of them and that curriculum is still going to be racist. You know, that's how it's set up. You so know? It sounds like we need total reconstruction, not even not even, well, not even reform. Well, you have to get to re- I think before you can get to reconstruction, you have to start with reform. You have to start. You, know? you have to start with reform before you can get to abolition. Mm-hmm. But like the the only way a system becomes a system is because it is a well oiled machine. Yeah. And we would have to literally burn the machine up. Yeah. And bring all these minorities that have existed in society to the table and have them rewrite the Constitution. Yeah. Redevelop a whole different system. But the problem with that is, is that if the mind is still... Yeah. 
if the mind is still stuck on capitalism and the mind is still enslaved and our moral is based upon the moral that they set for us, we're just going to recreate the same thing. No, yeah, we gotta we gotta place where go ahead. Okay. And, and 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 when you say that, I think about the what's on the table about the community relations board um, having the community uh, community relations review panel. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. they have a review panel, but then you have the aldermans picking the people that's going to be on the review panel. You it's going to be a, a like the the same politic that makes up the city council will make up the city review board. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly what I it's, thought. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a system that is designed to be bigger and outlast any of us. Like no, this yeah, system has been going on for generations. To, no, yeah, you have to like go through like very specific. It's almost like one of those like those uh the movies where they got like the prophecies and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You got to go through like specific times in America and you can see the times where it was an opportunity for change to happen and you can see the mistakes that made it so yeah. that the change couldn't happen and you can see that a lot, the, a lot of the reasons that them things happen which which you know why I think that these next 10 years is going to be you know uh, very interesting to watch unfold the main reason that you know and it's the thing we were just talking about I tell people all the time and I'm just really learning this like in America America don't got conspiracies America just it's just a lot of shit you don't know about. You yeah. know? It'll make you feel like it's it has a conspiracy. <laughs> but it's just a lot of shit you don't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Even even like the secrets, like it's one of them things where it's like your mama smoke, like she not really keeping it a secret. She smoke, right. you just don't know just where don't she know. go to smoke. You don't, you don't know where she's going. Yeah. And you don't know what yeah. smoke smells like. Exactly. Yeah. You know? It smells normal to exactly, you. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and yeah. that's what it is with America. So I say all those things to say like, uh, in the when slavery like in the end of the civil war when slavery first ended and they started you know the prison and they started policing and they started uh you know around that time when the great migration like that 30-year period if information was more free to those black people they would have did things a lot differently they would you know if information was more free i tell people this all the time if uh if, if i could go and and get all the answer all the people that was in mexico all the indigenous people that was over there even once Europeans that came over and, you know, sort of colonized it and made, you know, Mexico mm-hmm. what it was. If I could get all of them, show them what they're going to show them, all their ancestors and all their kids that's going to be in cages and the issues at, they at the border of migration. Different. If I could go get all the na- uh, indigenous people, mm-hmm. show them how they got the reservations and the Washington mm-hmm. Redskins and how where, where the, this land that was originally theirs, where they end up in it. And then I go get all the black people that was uh, slaves that didn't want to do it, that didn't want to revolt on the plantation, or when they first got off, they didn't really know what to do, and so they say sort of stayed on the plantations right. and worked for a little better, a little less. If I could get them all to see what the future gonna be like, and then I get them all together, they'll make they'll make different decisions because they know this is what this is what can happen. Mm-hmm. Either we can have four, five, six different little minority groups, mm-hmm. and then be trying to deal with these white people who originally came here, four, five, six different minority groups, but mm-hmm. realize. Italian, it ain't. It, it's more black people than it is Italians. Yeah, right. It's more black people yeah. than it is Irish. It's right. more black people than it That's is Polish. It ain't more black people than white people though. Yeah. You know, so they so they got that they got that together. If we could get all of them together at certain, you know, at some of them times, it changed, you know, history. Right when slavery ended though, like because that's what that would have been your gap. Yeah. That'd have been a time where you could have been like, get everybody here, move everybody around. You would have to have somebody having information and knowing though how to do all that. So I said I just that. think I just think after the Civil War, black people were kind of like in the in the whole, you know, we're Americans now. I, I think that they just didn't know. They didn't have no information. That's the. There was no information, bro. If we, if we were to, if we were to, you know, work our land. And no, can you imagine? Can you imagine being like 
400 years into, 400 years from not knowing the language, mm -hmm. not being able to read, mm -hmm. not being able to, to look at a home and, and see family that you knew was your blood family, and just walking straight out the door of that oh, and no. being planted in capitalist America. Yeah, they had Stockholm Syndrome. What? Like, yeah, they like, had the, what? That was the first Stockholm yes. Syndrome that ever took place in America. And, because, and I tell people this all the time, too. Like, the further you go back, the less people can read. Black, white, woman, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The further you go back, the less people can read. And the further you go back, the less books it is and the more important it is to know how to read. You know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say, if, you know, they had the information to get together right after, you know, slavery was ended, it would have been a different America. I think the same thing happened in the 50s and the 60s and in like the mid part of the 70s where if you could go and show them people who eventually when when, my, when they stopped marching when they did start and stop mm -hmm. doing the MLK when if you could go back and show the Black Panthers like why it was just a little too aggressive too quick and too early if you go back and show Malcolm X why it's you can't and don't alien don't get alienated from everybody mm -hmm. too early too quick. If I could go back and show them that look, I know what I know what y'all thinking right now is you right. think the issue is let's get the integration fixed, let's get some you know black people some of these things. Some black people want to separate and do this. Listen, it's gonna be Crips and Bloods here in about fifteen years, mm -hmm. my G. You know what I'm saying? We need to worry about getting the, <laughs> we just need to worry about we need to worry about grassroots yeah. yes. building stuff up, worried yes. about the community. Listen, G. I know this is right now. Heroin seem like this. Is, you, they finna give you all crack in a yes. little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We need to get ready. This something right. we need to right. just continue to stay organized. Don't start. Don't start buying into trying to all be politicians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So quick. Mm -hmm. Don't start all trying to buy into the system with the black yeah. caucus. Mm -hmm. But hold on. We need you. You gotta stay in the streets because we, the reason that they letting the reason they letting y'all be politicians is because you to put get so you much because you put so much pressure on them in the streets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. Kennedy, the reason that black people love Kennedy so much is because black people was on Kennedy ass. Yes. The reason black people love Johnson so much is because black people was on Johnson ass. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, when once Reagan and Nixon and them got in there, that's when people started becoming politicians. You know, they had got King out the way and X. They went through the 60s and they slayed so mm -hmm. many leaders and they killed all the people that you recognize for protesting. So you don't even protest and march right. no more because you so scared you think that you're going to be Martin Luther King yeah, and get shot. Yeah, because if you do it good, you <laughs> yes. get what you get if you do it yeah. good. And the same yeah. thing I tell people all the time too they did it with that and then they did it with they said be a politician they, they really did give you to be a politician yeah. change it with the vote you know what I'm saying the whole time while they know that the amount of time it's going to take you to change some of these things with the vote if only black because that's what happened you better off with a full thing of white people that black people putting pressure on their ass than if you start putting black people in them some of those spots you start alienating black people from other black people they start becoming house we, grows we, and divided, you separate divided you get and conquered and, we, and now too the same thing Martin Luther King was talking about uh, one of the, the, the lot of the things they was asking for it helped America in the long run for yeah. black people to start being able to eat at some of them places and mm -hmm. black people to start to live in some of these neighborhoods like and go to some of these schools like eventually because they could continue to generate capital off of those exactly, bodies you know so some of those things help so like it was a feeding them yeah if you could go back and tell them like look same thing i tell people this shit too with bad with like with sports every if i could go back and tell all of them basketball players who just wanted to be in the nba that was in the afro in the black league or in the, mm -hmm. that was playing in the black baseball league that just want to go play in the mlb if i could be like listen bro Y'all gonna be the best ones at this. Mm -hmm. Period. Y'all gonna be the this gonna, this league that you try mm -hmm. to integrate into now that only going that only let one of y'all play. Eventually, it ain't gonna be no white boys on the court. Zero. Might as well stay in that black league. 
know and what I'm make saying? all that money by black yourself. Owners, so that's yeah. what they yeah. stay yeah. over there. Right. You might as well stay in the black baseball league. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with some of the things that was happening with the neighborhood. If you know, as, as it, and it's a it's a it's such a big sacrifice generationally to give up certain generations to know like the next generation will have it better. But what would have been good is instead of integrating is. Find people who can be better exterminators to get rid of these rats. Mm-hmm. Find people who can better painters to get this the crib built up. Uh, y'all got we we gonna have to have two generations that's poor as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But we mm-hmm. gonna build up this neighborhood so that way this yeah. neighborhood paying it down. forward as opposed to trying to pay it back. Yep, because they was trying to get. Yep, okay, that's exactly like that. what they was just trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like they was that. and I and I understand it because it's you know it'd be hard for me right now if somebody was be was to say. Do do all these sacrifices, and, but like now I'm at the place where I understand that that's what it's got to be. But like, imagine in the '60s or the in, in the '70s and the, or '50s, '60s, '70s when like real you starting to see real types of change happening. Yeah. Somebody telling you like, listen, for the to get everything that we really need. Your kids can't even because right now you try to get shit fixed for your kids. Right. You got to give up on your kids and worry about your great grandkids. But imagine if mm. in the in the '80s and the '90s, our parents who were starting to, you know, become upwardly mobile, weren't trying to take care of their mom and dad. Yeah. Imagine if they had, if they took everything that they earned and paid it forward so that we had enough. Where would we be? And if we weren't thinking about taking care of our parents, where would our kids be? Mm. We as black people are so focused on reaching back that we can't see in front of us. Yeah. We have to, to switch that mindset and really think about switching up the logic and understand that the people before us are adults. The people before us have certain capabilities that, that we may not have or we may have certain capabilities that they did not have. But as long as we keep looking behind us, we cannot us. take care of what's in front. Can't see it. I think that with your, with your example there about, you know, having the information back then would have changed drastically what we see now. But now we live in the information age. Yeah. yeah. And so we have no excuse. None at all. Yeah, we got to like we have all of the information that says that every time we split ourselves up and go do XYZ, this is what we turn into. Yeah. No, yeah. We have the opportunity to fix those mistakes. We are at that historical like turn. This is it. This is this is our historical turn. This yeah. is the first historical turn we've had since the 60s, since 1964. This is the first time that we've seen a major turn in history. Yeah. And we have more information now than we have ever had while, we, while we've been in this country. If we do not take that information and metabolize it so that we are focusing forward and paying that forward, we are going to end up back here in 20 more years. Yeah, and that's what Crack is going to be here in 15 no, yeah, years. It's going to be something else coming. Yeah, yeah like, you when know what I mean? When whatever, whenever this virus is wrapped up, when, it, when the virus wrapped up and they done got all the, uh, locked all the niggas up from these uh, protests mm-hmm. and rallies in all these different places, it's going to be, somebody going to have some documentary uh, talking about, <laughs> they gonna, how they do that, how they did the little 13 thing. They going to have yeah. something from 2020 yep. to 2030 if people don't uh, play it right. Where, because this, this is the same, you know, same thing with going back and reading like for the same way like 
for us that this is a, a moment where people should be like, look at the police, you know what I'm saying? You got to defund them, get rid of you know, all this. The same thing was was for the first half of the 60s. That's how they viewed some of the protests yeah. and the riots that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, we got to put some more money, put more money in welfare. We got to put more money in yeah. uh, in the school systems. We got to do more about trying to get black people jobs. But for that second half of the 60s and the 70s, once King was gone and X was gone and Mega Evers was gone oh, and man. they was putting people down, they was like, actually, you know what probably it fixed them don't turn it up like this stop giving they ass so much money for that community center <laughs> yeah. down there and put some more money for the police and yeah. get some more tear gas and some more gas yeah. mask and beef up how many police you got and double the police that beef you got and that's when you get to yeah. the 70s with the Black Panthers and now you know they going to beef up we the weaponry exactly yeah. beating that why that's why they doing the breakfast program because Reagan getting in the office and Reagan taking triple out of the program right. you know that uh, people had and stuff like that you know so like I agree that it's so important for us not to look back so much so that we can see what's going on in front of us that's how you drive mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so like right now we are having demonstrations there's protest I want you guys to both kind of tell me what is the difference between a peaceful protest and a non-violent protest um According to the definition, they are interchangeable terms. Um, a peaceful protest is a nonviolent protest. Um, I've seen people, you know, taking those things and trying to separate what they stand for, but they are the same. Um, both a peaceful protest and a nonviolent protest, depending upon what you want to call it, is still a protest. Uh-huh. And a protest is designed to disturb the status quo. The end. Period. Wow. No, I, uh, I, I agree in a, I agree in, in spirit. You know, with what uh, Asia said, I think the only thing that I, uh, that I differ on is, uh, I think, uh, so I think that, I think Martin Luther King would lead people on. Uh, he would have. Uh, what you would say, what I was more qualified as like a peaceful protest, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a, I wouldn't even say, I, cause probably, like, let me say, Martin Luther King would lead people on a peaceful demonstration. They would have a peaceful demonstration at the sit-in, when you do a sit-ins or when you do the marches, for the atmosphere that they brought was a peaceful demonstration. Uh, but I also think that when the Black Panthers went to Sacramento with all them guns, that's a demonstration too. Uh, but it's a nonviolent demonstration. And that's only because I feel like they use the word peaceful to handicap you because certain people going to say, well, no, you come in there, the Black Panthers come with all them guns, that's not peaceful, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, but they are I doing agree, anything it is violent. Yeah, I agree, it is still right. peaceful, but yeah. then that's when you got to get, that's when you got to get to the place where you got to play the word game with people. And I, Semantics. I, you know, you got to, exactly, you know, you got to be like, okay, so since you going to say that them coming with the guns wasn't a peaceful protest, you know what I'm saying? Okay, it was a nonviolent protest, you know what I'm saying? Because for you, the gun represent your peace being disturbed, which... It's not, that's not, that's the fact that that's how you see it lets you, to me, the, to me, all of these things resonate with the idea that these people that they call peace officers are not peace officers. Because right. the same thing that, you know what I'm saying? Because right. that's how the word peace yes. works. Like, yes, peace only true. works depending so on how the person who is being approached by the person who's saying that they come in peace. Like, if I say I come in peace, 
but I, I got a pistol in my hand. You're you not know, coming in peace. You know, but and then, but somebody else, you, but somebody else who like who that who they come to meetings with pistols in hand, and I well like if it's a mafia meeting, and I'll say I come in peace and I got a pistol in hand. You like okay, what's up, bro? Sit your gun down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We sit down and eat. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. to you to him, if you ain't shooting them, then it it's ain't not, you got yeah, peaceful. You know? But to somebody who ain't around guns, to them it's like okay, this not peaceful because you done brought a gun. You know the same the same thing like. Uh, when we go to the protests and they come with like shields and batons, we at the place now where for us, we we understand that, you know what I'm saying? And we recognize that and we can still use the concept that we come in to have like a peaceful protest because we know the manner of where we being approached. But a, whole, a set of white women with the, but seeing the batons and stuff like that to them, that's going to ruin the whole concept of a peaceful protest yeah. to them because they're not used to being approached like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a cop, like, even on some real shit, like, if we was at, like, we, we was uh, at Murphy's and the cops had, like, the shields or whatever, if I would have been having to talk to somebody semantically, I would have been like, uh, yeah, technically those cops was peaceful there. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd have seen them beat people ass with them shields mm-hmm. before. So, to me, didn't that's, them today. Yeah, that's peaceful. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same concept with this. Like, when the when the uh you know Martin Luther King came in, what they would do was they was trying to weigh on the conscience of people and make people feel like, look look how fucked up these police officers is, look what mm-hmm. they do to you, look how fucked up these people is, it's weighing on your conscience, and that was how they was trying to convert people, you know. And I remember Stokely Carmichael saying the only thing that he miscalculated is that for that to work, your enemy got to have a conscience, and America has no conscience, so mm-hmm. it couldn't work, you know. And so I say that to say, when it was time, when for now later on in the seventies, for other people to do their own version of demonstrations, it was like, okay, we not we instead of coming to try to get you to feel sorry for us and to be like, damn, it's fucked up what they doing to them. We gonna come to y'all like how they come to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we gonna let you the same way y'all feel with us. All of us coming here with guns. That's how yeah. we feel when it's they our, banging on our, our doors. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. The same way you feel when we outside of your house protesting. That's the same way black people feel when they do a no knock warrant. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And they kicking behind the Taylor door. You know mm-hmm. the same way you feel about having to hear any sirens at City Market. This the same way it feel being on the West Side on a Friday yeah, night and you gotta hear them sirens all the time. The same way you don't like hearing this loud music. It's the same way that they let you know, loud music be played on the certain side of town, but on the other side of town, somebody gonna call the police yeah. mm-hmm. and they gonna come wrap it up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's no appealing to your conscience no more, so now I gotta appeal to your fears. So, so let's talk about that. Why, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a couple more questions, then we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Now, tell me, why, why did you choose City Market? Why did you choose the Winnebago County Courthouse, Justice Center? Why did you choose food truck Tuesday to hold your nonviolent demonstrations? Uh and I think that the the reason I chose all those places is just because of uh Rockford isn't the same way Rockford isn't a highly political city, like Rockford's not like a, a big event city either. You know what I'm saying? So there's very specific things that take place where it'll be bodies of people at and it's very specific things that'll take place where it's bodies of people who like to try to be ignorant to these issues unless it's on a rap song or be ignorant to these issues unless a basketball player talking about it at a press conference or be ignorant to these issues unless it's like a a trending topic so we went to the places where those people is at you know for as far as the food truck tuesdays and as far as the city market on fridays and then the courthouse we went to the courthouse because 
that's where uh, the, the the next set of issues was after May 30th is people was now having to go to this same courthouse to deal with these issues. And it's people coming in and out of this courthouse. And we want the people coming in and out of this courthouse to know that everything that they doing in there is is BS. Mm -hmm. Because besides the fact that, you know, we, it's already corrupt. It's the videos of these officers tear gassing people that's unarmed, pepper spraying people that's unarmed, tasing people that's unarmed, beating people that's unarmed, uh, arresting people before it's in the dis uh, no, a dispersal order, giving fake charges on people. So every time you walk in here, we gonna, I wanna, so I won't, it's cause sometimes people in the morning, we'll be outside the courthouse, somebody will walk in, you know, black people uh, specifically, you know, walk in, they'll be mad as hell having to hear them signs early. They gotta go to the fucking court date and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to deal with that shit. They walk by, you know, they sit up there and then whatever BS going up there, going up there, like we, like, you know, how it be. And when they come back out, they got their fist up and they like, yeah, tell they ass, yeah, look at this, you know, look at this, this some bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And, and they feel it, you know what I'm saying? And so that was the reason that we went to the courthouse. Man, I just want to tell y'all that uh, from the bottom of my heart, that I appreciate what both of you are doing. You're being the voice for people that may not want to speak up or feel like they can't speak up. And also the people that didn't know they even had a voice. Some people don't even know that this is even an issue to them until they heard it come from out of your hearts. And I want to tell you that on behalf of every black person here in Rockford, we appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Um, you guys want to leave us with any final thoughts? Uh... City the market. demonstrations yeah, will the continue. Demonstrations will continue. <laughs> City market at 5 p.m. The demonstrations will continue. You're not going back in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's you know. It's They're like, really trying some things. Yeah. Um, trying to shut it down. Um, yeah. Through. Suppression. Suppression. Yeah, the repression out here is, yeah. like, wild. You know, they're trying to slap people with, um with lots of things to keep them from convening together, but they just continue to compound the interest of why we have to make our voices heard. Yep. So every week, look forward to something new that we have to yell about. Uh, you know um, I'm there. And we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know how there. Hey, I am the I am hyphen X, man. And always remember, you don't always have to agree to have a great conversation. Peace.